social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to the John DePietro Show. Fall is the perfect time to get your lawn the best it can be. Folks, call Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island today, 401-392-1025 or online, lawndoctor.com. Lawndoctor.com or call them 401-392-1025. Fall is the perfect time where they will treat your lawn. Top quality lawn care company for Rhode Island. Your best lawn ever guaranteed. And this is the best time to have it treated. Call Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island today, 401 401- 392-1025 or online at lawndoctor.com. DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at our website, DePietro.com. It is Friday, getting ready for the big Oktoberfest Columbus Day weekend. Folks, I want to play for you. Now, in fairness, I have not heard this just yet, but I mentioned that Providence College have has had a rash of assaults off campus, preying on a number of their students. Um... I played some of the uh, the piece initially where they wouldn't say the race of, you know, who they were looking for, who it was that was committing these crimes. I want to hear. Here's another the saying recent assaults prompt PC to implement new safety security measures. This is a uh, an updated piece from Channel 12. My point being that political correctness has taken over the news. If you have, you know, the, the, uh, the white student female was attacked by five young black men then i think you just report that it was five young white men you report that you just report whoever it is you can't say young men ages uh, 16 to 20 and you know and that's who they are i mean and then if the public has any information you you, you have to give you have to give them some more information of exactly who you're looking for so let's hear the latest um report about this uh I, and i also think it's just political correctness and i'm sure part of this stems from mayor jorge Elodia, but it's certainly not helping find anyone can you imagine a man robbed a bank if, if you're if you can find out who it is be on the lookout well what does he look like well he was a man he was uh 30 he was uh, driving away in a car well that narrows it down how about a you know white male with a, a beard you know five uh, eleven 200 pounds driving a red nissan older model blah 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 something like that all right let's hear here's the uh, channel 12 report laid out new plans to address a recent spike in violence around campus <clears throat> the dean of students says there have been six assaults in the last two weeks rob nesbitt spoke to one of those victims earlier this week oh yeah that's the right. school says it's adding more police patrols and late night transportation but as rob tells us tonight some students are still on edge rob Shane and I have spoken to several Providence College seniors this week about the violence around their school. They say it's a problem that's gotten worse since their freshman year. A walk to class during the day doesn't phase Providence College senior Megan McLaughlin. It's at night when she becomes more alert. Me and my friends have all gotten like pepper spray, like different like alarms that we can have. According to Dean Steven Sears, there have been six assaults near campus in the last two weeks. Safety wasn't a concern for McLaughlin when she first arrived at PC four years ago. Even this last month, I felt like more unsafe than I have the last like four years here. Huh. 12 News spoke to one of the victims Tuesday. 21-year-old Megan Cowell says she was attacked Saturday night by a group of men outside of PC's Fennel Gate, sending her to the ER. So the tendon that goes from my patella to my, uh, my quad muscle she's white. strained. Dean Sears, Campus Public Safety, and Providence Police held an open forum Tuesday night to address the violence. After an hour and a half of the meeting, McLaughlin says she had had enough. They kept expressing it as a problem with communication rather than just allowing us to like speak our grievances and taking it to heart. Thursday, PC announced a list of actions that will be taken because of the meeting. A safety and security task force is being formed to ensure that safety measures are evaluated and improved. Students will have access to a late night shuttle service to get around campus and surrounding neighborhoods. Public safety officers are being added to the Fennel Gate entrance where Cowell was assaulted, as well as each residence hall. Lastly, self-defense classes will resume for students wanting Good. to participate. Putting like a band-aid on a bullet wound. McLaughlin says the safety measures are coming from Providence College, when she would like to see more being done by Providence Police to keep her neighborhood safe. We're all a part of this community, and like we should be able to like feel safe in that like 500-foot walk to campus we have. 
I've reached out to Providence Police to see if anything is being done to address the violence near Providence College, but have not heard back. Reporting in studio... I well, the thing also about this, folks, is, is I was also hearing... He's the reporter also. No, I, I don't know. Um, I've been on a couple stories with Rob Nesbitt. I don't, you know, in fairness, I don't know if it's him, if it's the news department. His initial story um, also, as a matter of fact, was then... He, he was actually the one that was not exactly saying uh that much about who was they believed or a description of who it was that was involved you know i have actually even heard that they they believed um that there could have been some some kids like that weren't from around there that were then just showing up and when you think about it all right you're looking to rob someone uh let's in the fact that there's gangs and they're going it it also it does sound like a gang initiation in and around for providence so now the police can only do so much the college they 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 choose to live off campus and and i also want to go into that not enough is being singled out of who is it that's involved in this you know the the, the public needs to know more about who they need to be on the lookout for and to me that part seems to be missing from the equation as i said it to me, it kind of comes off as uh, a political correctness, where they don't want to mention exactly who it is who's involved with uh, the whole with the whole situation. So they they want to try to keep it that you know be on the lookout for some people and that type of thing, folks. This portion of the program is brought to you by Rhode Island's number one garden center, PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. The weather's going to be good this weekend. You know, this is the perfect time of year. Take care of your property. Take a ride to PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. They've had a fantastic season. Rhode Island's number one garden center, 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. Pumpkins, straw, cornstalks, gourds, sugar pumpkins, fall decorations. Homegrown mums and kale look outstanding. Family-run business. They're open seven days a week. They'll be jamming Columbus Day weekend. Screen loom, crushed stone, gift certificates available. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Stop in and see them. Uh, I'm not surprised on that, and 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 also notice that because it's college students and it's PC college students, and let's face it, a lot of them they tend to be from out of town. That's something that Mayor Lords is not that concerned about. I mean, that's just that is absolutely the truth. But I'll also go. It's either PC or it's the media, but some of the reporting where they're not telling us exactly who they're looking for. Who Who is it that's been attacking? Is it age? Is there race involved that we should be on the lookout for? Uh, you just, you don't get any of that, that type of information. It's just not put in. I don't understand it. I'm not sure exactly how they expect to solve the problem if we don't know who we're looking for. And as I mentioned, if these are young Latino uh men then that's who you want to be on the lookout for if they're young uh you know a bunch of young punk white kids that's who you want to look for if it's mixed but other than that you know i have a feeling that we know who it is and and there's a pattern to who they want to be looking for but they just don't want to they just don't want to bring that out they're afraid like well, you can't mention that uh is there a pattern is it all white students being attacked by you know young asian men or is it in fact young latino men or is it you know gulp young black men that are attacking some of these you know young college students that are going there and the thing about it i i think some of it's robbery a lot of it just seems to be assault a lot of it this plays into the providence gang initiation where you know they you you have to in, they film it and, and show in front of some of the you know, it's like um, pledge week for the or rush week for the fraternities. It's like that with the gangs. So, but you know, but keep in mind, Alorza, Mayor Jorge Eloya, he disbanded the gang unit, which means police don't have as much information as to who it is. So, I think we're going to do some one after dark uh, in that area. But, folks, I can't say that. Um, that but but listen to what the students are saying it's far more dangerous than it was even just four years ago folks this portion of the john DePietro show brought to you by re coogan heating it's coogs 
Remember what we say, don't go, um, let it, let them into your home. Don't fix it alone. R.E. Coogan and Heating, 401-732-6562. Helpful, trustworthy, reliable, residential services, plumbing, heating, and cooling. Look for them on Facebook, and then you can call them, 24 Emergency Service, 401 732 6562 it's coogs re coogan and heating gas burner boiler oil burner hot water tank re coogan and heating folks call them 401-732-6562 and i've mentioned recently we had our hot water tank gave out what did i do i called re coogan and heating folks they replaced it and fixed it the next day well they didn't fix it they replaced it they just go and they go 401 732 6562 folks you are listening to the john DePietro show it is a challenge trying to run your business today especially if you spend most of your time trying to find the right workers instead let mega professionals find them for you call them today 508-336-7801 right now are you spending a good amount of your time trying to find the right workers for your business, your company, call MEGA, M-E-G-A, professionals today, 508-336-7801. If you need workers, drivers, certified help, part-time, full-time, weekend work, local, which is a.k.a. sleep-at-home drivers, maybe it is drivers, class A, B, non-CDL, warehouse workers, mechanics, skilled labor, office professionals, even in the healthcare business, you can depend on MEGA, M-E-G-A, professionals. Call them today, 508-336-7801. How much time are you spending trying to find the right workers for your business? Let MEGA professionals find them for you. Call them right now, 508-336-7801 for MEGA professionals. If you've been thinking about updating your website or if you've questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business, you can receive a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional, and she's been doing this work for 25 years. Contact Karen Etchells at InnoVest Digital Marketing. She will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Give Karen a call for a free consultation at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. If you're ever in an accident, pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body today, 401-272-3340. Were you in an auto accident, someone damaged your vehicle? Folks, it can happen, whether it's people not paying attention, a drunk driver, people texting and driving. If you're ever in an accident, pick up the phone Call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. They are located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. Remember, with West Fountain Auto Body, they're going to work for you, not the insurance company. Call them today. If you were in an accident, drunk driver, someone texting and driving, minor fender bender, even a nearly totaled vehicle, call West Fountain Auto Body today, 401-272-3340. They'll handle everything for you the original, the best, and if you're in an accident and a tow truck pulls up, tell them, bring that car over to West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340, 401-272-3340, West Fountain Auto Body, located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. They'll work for you, not the insurance company. If you're in an accident, call West Fountain today. Get it repaired, 401-272-3340. Folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show, AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Joining us right now, he is the Rapid Response Director for the Republican National Committee. It's our friend Tommy Pigeot. Tommy, if you don't mind, first of all, thank you for joining us. I'd like to start off with, uh, there's no question about it, the Biden approval ratings continue to fall. Uh, they really do. Uh, thanks for having me. Um, I think the reason why they are falling so rapidly is kind of two reasons. One, I think Afghanistan really exposed a lot of the facade that Biden had put up, this sort of lie that he was empathetic, that he was competent, that he was experienced, and exposed it to really be built on a foundation of sand. So I think now as the people go forward, Americans are rightfully 
concerned and rightfully judging Biden and saying, I can't trust a single thing that he's saying. And then sort of a second issue is he's continuing down the same path. He's lying about what's in his $3.5 trillion bill. He's lying about what his plans are going to do. He's lying what his plans have done. So it's just complete dishonesty. And to your point about it really being across the board with polling, we see him underwater in Virginia, in Florida, in North Carolina, in Georgia, in Minnesota, in Michigan, in Virginia, McAuliffe yesterday, who's running for governor in Virginia, was talking about how he's disadvantaged because Biden is so unpopular in the state of Virginia, uh, which is just shocking given that Biden won that state in 2020. So people are really seeing Joe Biden for who he is, and that's a failed president. You know, that's an incredible statement, uh, Tommy, by McAuliffe. And looking ahead, you know, what does that say about next year with the midterms? And this is something that you know, I think you're you're exactly right, and people will start to see this. This becomes a real liability for the party with a very unpopular Democrat president. I, I think that they have the liability of a pop, an unpopular Democrat president because of his incompetent leadership, but also an unpopular socialist agenda, which Joe Biden has completely adopted. So it's not like these Democrats are sort of innocent bystanders and, and, and the agenda that they're adopting. They're supporting the reckless spending. They're doing cover for this president and refusing to hold him accountable on Afghanistan. So they're really part of this incompetent leadership and this radical agenda. And I do believe, and Democrats would even concede, that after the midterm elections in 2022, Democrats are expecting to be in the House minority in the next term of Congress. But I do want to say, I want to preface that, we're not taking that for granted at the RNC at all. We're, we're, we're putting 100% in every single day to make sure that their predictions that they're going to be in the minority come true. We're doing everything we possibly can. And if I have anything to say about it, they will be in the minority because we're going to be exposing their agenda. The American people are starting to wake up and see it. And we're mobilizing across the country to get voters out, to get volunteers out, to make sure that we win in this next election cycle. Uh, Folks, again, we're speaking with Tommy Pigeot, who's Rapid Response Republican National Committee. Tommy, can you touch on again those states where you're starting to really see his polls take a dip in uh, specifically, which which states that, that Biden won in 2020, where now he's starting to see his numbers fall? Well, notably, uh, Virginia is one that comes to mind where he's underwater. Minnesota, he's underwater. Um, states like Michigan, he's underwater. Wow. Uh, Georgia, he's underwater. Huh. Um, really, in a lot of these states, it, it almost seems like it's, it's almost just a question of where polls are published, to be perfectly honest. Okay. Because every poll I've seen, He's underwater, and, and especially these close states. But, yeah, Virginia. And then, you know, you think about states that Trump won but are close. Florida, underwater. North Carolina, underwater. So it really is uh, a warning sign for Democrats um, that their agenda is being rejected by the American people, rightfully, because their agenda is just terrible. And I want people to understand the significance. For Terry McAuliffe, and I've interviewed him in the past several times, but for him to say that, unfortunately, Biden is unpopular in Virginia right now, you know, Tommy, they, I think they viewed it as, you know, he was going to come kind of cruising in a little bit on Biden's coattails. And Biden, as you said, he won Virginia by, did you say 10 points? So the fact that the poll numbers are that off and the McAuliffe is almost starting to, you know, use that as the excuse of why he, he may lose. Because that, that race in Virginia, I believe that's almost a dead heat. That is, uh, I, I know it's it's something that may not capture the attention of the the average voter, but that that's really significant in, in the national discussion, but specifically in the Beltway. Uh, exactly. I think, it, it, I mean, Virginia <clears throat> went for Biden by about 10 points, like you mentioned. Wow. Uh, for this to be a dead heat huh. uh, is really astonishing. And so, you know, it's going to be a close race. I don't want to necessarily, I don't want to get the impression that this is going to be runaway. I know that the uh, that we're working very hard. I mean, Republicans are working very hard to make sure that this uh, is races as competitive as possible and we're exposing Biden's agenda. But I just, you know, the fact that it's that close shows that the American people are really starting to reject this agenda and rejecting swampy failed career politicians. I mean, McAuliffe is basically a Biden clone in some ways. He's uh, an incompetent politician that's been in politics his whole life. And all of a sudden now, late in his life, he's decided to embrace the radical left in almost every single thing, including, you know, embracing a defund the police endorsement. So, I mean, it really is just... Joe Biden 2.0 and the fact that he's just a a failed career politician that's now going as far left as possible. Now, Tommy, also uh, the situation of the border, not only is it not getting any better, but with the amount of illegals now headed for the border, 
uh, it looks like the border, if it's possible, could even get worse. Uh, yes, and that's actually extremely concerning. We have, you know, it's a five alarm crisis. It already was, and if there's such thing as a ten alarm crisis, that's really what this is now. Because it was a five alarm crisis last month when we had two hundred thousand. Uh, over 200,000 illegal immigrants crossing the border. Border Patrol is now expecting this month in October 400,000 in one month. Wow. Double the number last month. We've already had 1.2 million, million illegal immigrants cross the border since February 1st during Biden's administration. You have the former Border Patrol chief who just resigned in August saying there's been as many as 400,000 gotaways meaning illegal immigrants that crossed the border and were not detained, who so are not included in those numbers. 400,000 illegal immigrants that escaped into the country. Uh, and so we, we, have, we have Biden's current Border Patrol chief, Raul Ortiz, who before he was appointed was warning that the drug cartels are dictating where illegal immigrants cross, meaning you know, that situation on the Del Rio Bridge. There was 224 miles of the border that were unpatrolled, unpatrolled during that time meaning that illegal activities can cross undetected. That's lethal drugs. That's gang members. The Border Patrol is citing terrorist threats. So not only is it a humanitarian crisis, we all see those pictures of that camp, a third world style refugee camp. It's also a security crisis of up to hundreds of thousands of illegal immigrants in the last few months entering this country without being apprehended, not even to mention the 1.2 million that have been apprehended, many of which have been released into this country. And Joe Biden is sitting there doing nothing. He hasn't even been to the border in his life, or they can't point to an example. Harris hasn't been to the border since June and has never been to the Rio Grande Valley or Del Rio. So this is just a complete failure of leadership. And I want them to wake up and do something, but there's no sign that they're actually going to do something. They either don't care or they're just completely incompetent and embracing the radical extreme of the Democrat Party. Uh, folks, again, we're speaking with Tommy Pijot, who's a rapid response for Republican National Committee. Tommy, I think it's safe to say that the, the Biden, it, listen, not only is it an open border, but it's the plan. The plan is to bring as many people in as possible. Uh, eventually, they will become voters. There's no plan, A, to really keep them out, or B, try to discourage them. By all by all accounts, uh, you, you could chalk up another when he was on the campaign trail a year ago, he said there would not be an open border, and it's a year later, and by all accounts, listen, it's the worst, as you know, it's the worst it's ever been. It really is. I mean, the, the accurate data we have goes back to 2000. Before that, it's actually a bit difficult to compare, but the early 2000s, if you remember, during the Bush administration were some of the worst times because of just the surge. We didn't really have a handle on border security then. It was one of the first examples or modern examples of this huge influx. So Republicans tried to respond. It's actually ironic. Joe Biden and Democrats supported a border wall back then, but all of a sudden they changed their mind. So this is worse than that. This is worse than during the Bush administration when we were first starting to grapple with this problem because Biden has taken steps backwards. We took steps to address this. Even Barack Obama was saying that we can't have a whole class of illegal immigrants that we let into the country and give a signal that you're not gonna be deported because that'll lead us search the border. Biden himself said that in 2014. Hillary Clinton said that in 2014. But Biden has abandoned decades, decades of bipartisan consensus and decided to take us way back before we even started addressing this problem, weakening border security, smearing border patrol agents, sending messages out to the world where 150 countries, there's illegal immigrants from 150 countries that have been encountered at the border in the past few months. So when they talk about root causes, Harris likes to say the root cause is in three countries in Central America. That's just not true. The root cause of this border crisis is Biden's open borders agenda. And they're just doubling down and tripling down and quadrupling down on those field policies. Folks, he's Tommy Pijot, who is Republican National Committee. MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, MEGA 508-336-2110. 508-336-2110 for MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Whether it's commercial trailers, diesel equipment, free estimates, FHWA inspections, also Rhode Island State Inspection Station, Trailer, pickup and delivery. Listen, you're trying to run your business. You need MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508-336-2110. Trailer, pickup and delivery, 24-hour mobile service, ABS repairs, brakes, doors. Listen, if it's on a trailer, they can fix it. MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508-336-2110. 
You need it fixed. You need, need it fixed in a hurry, and you need it fixed right. Call MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair today. Remember, free estimates, commercial trailers, diesel equipment, trailer pickup and delivery, 24-hour mobile service, and if it's on a trailer, they can fix it. MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508 336 2110. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401 401- Three two one two seven nine nine. That's four zero one three two one two seven nine nine. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. Well, health continues to be an important part of our daily lives. That's why you need to stop in and see the queen of health. It's Marie at It's My Health, because it's your health. But It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Look for her on Facebook. You can also call her at 401-305-3585. You know where she is, right in that very majestic old white church, diagonally across from Davidport Restaurant. It's My Health. And inside, pop in. You'll see vitamins, herbal remedies from trusted companies who understand quality, integrity, local products like acai, honey, maple syrup, beef fresh gum. It's my health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Wait till you see the selection. Over 250 bulk herbs, teas, spices purchased by the ounce plus boxed herbs and teas plus hemp and CBD products. Stop in natural skincare products, hair care products. It's my health, because it's your health. Stop it and see Marie, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Um, thank you for uh, taking the time, folks. Joining me right now, he is uh, Sheriff Kiernan Donahue, Sheriff of Canyon County, Idaho. And Sheriff, it's the John DePietro Show. Thank you for so much for joining us on this Thursday. Oh, absolutely. Thank you. Sheriff, first of all, um, if you could give us an idea of what your experience has been like for the past year as a sheriff in uh, Canyon County, Idaho? Well, it's uh, it's certainly gotten busier, that's for sure. We've had a tremendous amount of growth, but uh, we've also had such a, a surge in, in illegal, um, Ill- illicit drugs that's been really uh, more difficult for us to try to get a handle on. And so with that, obviously, we have an a increase in in violent crime. Uh, we have an increase in distribution of the illegal narcotics, which causes the gangs to compete with each other. And we've had homicides that are on the rise and, and gang-related uh, crimes of that nature. So it's been, it, we've, seen a, we've seen kind of a, not a dismantling of what we had in kind of in place, but we're certainly having to rise to the occasion more. And then with, with the rhetoric out there about our job and the job we're doing, we're losing people. And that makes my job so much more difficult. I don't have enough manpower to, to fill the need. Um, different parts of the country, illegals, different factions of them um, tend to go in certain areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in our region, for instance, the Boston region has one of the largest uh, Haitian immigration. That's where they go. Providence, of which the people listening to you, has, I think, we're number, the number one Guatemalan uh, destination. The, the illegals that are infiltrating Idaho, where primarily are they coming from? Uh, Mexico. Mexico. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We have uh, we have already a, a very high percentage of Hispanic population based on, you know, from decades ago when the migrant families coming in to work, the agricultural uh, areas of the farms and, and ranches and so on, on more of a seasonal basis. But a generation or two ago, that kind of changed and people started to stay in, in, in place instead of going back across the border. Now that that is such a well-established situation that we have just an incredible influx of illegal immigration into our state, uh, but primarily from what we see as a Hispanic population because, of course, friends and family already live there and extended families, and, and they can blend in. They still get hired by uh, major agricultural companies uh, to, to do different types of work and by you know, even the farmers and that sort of thing. And so they can they can blend in and 
it's very difficult to address that side. But then with that, as you can imagine, comes the criminality. Because they're not all good folks, right? I mean, there's the good folks and there's the really bad people. Yep. And a whole bunch in between. Yes. Now, folks, with me on the John DePietro Show is Sheriff Karen and Donahue. Now, Sheriff, um, I believe... You were on, did I see you on Fox News? This yes, morning. This yeah. morning, okay. <laughs> Take us inside. What was the uh, the nature of, of, of the story that, mm-hmm. that you were on Fox News? Well, my where I'm at, I'm, you know, yep. rough north of the, of the border, right, we're in my state. But we have, just the way the highways and, and freeways come into that system, we're kind of a, a, what we call the corridor. We are a major corridor for drug trafficking and human smuggling through in through the state of Idaho. I'm right next to Boise, Idaho. My county is the adjoining county, so we're the two largest in the state. So the fact of the matter is it's, there's a lot of rural area uh, to our south, and that's an easy, easy access into the state of Idaho for uh, these criminal organizations to operate from because there's literally not nearly enough law enforcement to address that when you're talking hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of miles mm. before they get there. So what we what they wanted to look at is those smuggling routes, how, how easy it is to come up. And so we were showing them along those highways, those rural highways, just the amount of traffic and what the potential for that traffic to be calling, uh, carrying illegal narcotics, which we know they do. Again, even interdiction efforts can't slow down that amount. You might get one, 10, 10 or 15 get by you. And so we were showing that. And I was also showing uh, the team how I can, I can show areas where the cartels are assigned manpower into certain areas for safe houses, drop houses, that type of thing, and wow. then operate from there. And we've been in this for literally for decades fighting these guys. Uh, even when I was an undercover officer years ago, this was our main, this is the main area where we had to concentrate because this is where they set up shop and then they work from there. So they like wow. the anonymity of the rural area Yes, at right next door to a very urban area. Right. Yes. What what type of drugs primarily are they bringing into Idaho? The, the, mo- the primary drugs, methamphetamine has been king forever. It? Oh yeah. Wow. King. Uh, it's, it's one of the worst things we deal with. But, of course, heroin is very high amounts of heroin and, of course, uh, fentanyl. Fentanyl. Right. Now, the, the meth, is that made south of the border or yes. made it is yes so made in mexico oh gosh yes wow over well over 90 percent, 96 97 percent as you saw on fox this morning it all comes from mexico we don't have any homegrown labs anymore mm. it's so much more cost effective for for the distrib- distribution by the cartels to manufactured in mexico in south america the precursors we know for a fact come through uh china through uh southeast asia yep. and, and so then it's made in mexico super labs we call we call them and then that product is distributed. It, everything comes through the southern border. I can assure you everything's coming through that southern border uh, because they're established routes. That's, that's how it's done. And then once it gets to our area, then we're shipping stuff clear to your area, quite frankly. We yep. can track our dope clear to, clear to where you live. Wow. All across the country. Can you, um, can you if you see someone, can you tell what they're probably on? Yeah, yeah. Typically. I mean, you come in contact yeah, with them. Yeah. So now, if you don't mind... Um, and it, I'm not profiling here, but just mm-hmm. let's just say someone is a meth head. Yeah. And you, you're, you know, you and the deputy, you're examining them. How, how can you tell? What are the characteristics you can tell that they're a meth uh, head? There's several. Okay. Uh, uh, very erratic behavior, nervousness, yep. sweating. If they've been on it for a while, you're going to see scabs, open scabs. Yeah. And, and, and what is that? It's the poison inside the body trying to get out. That's wow. The physiology of the human body is not meant for this poison to be inside of it. Yep. Uh, those, the paranoia, extreme paranoia at times. Uh, that that psychosis. makes for a very difficult prisoner. Oh, man. you got to yeah. be very careful because they're very uh, unpredictable. So the scabs. Yep. yep. The scabs and nervousness. Nervousness. Paranoia. Paranoia. All these things are indicators. Yeah. Um, teeth as well. Oh or, gosh, yes. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, it attacks the attacks the uh, the gums and the teeth, and and literally these people go from a, a normal looking person uh, to within months to, to skeletal type. Oh, uh, just tremendously. God. Uh, it, it's so sad yeah. what these drugs do to people. And you someone know, in law enforcement told me that meth, it, it it it's so hideous it can stay in the system. Mm. As much as two years, yeah. And and the guy that he said he could feel it was like popping out of his veins. It yeah. Was so in this, I mean, it's just terrible manufactured in that. And way. the thing that we're seeing, the problem, like let's say ten years ago, we we would 
We were dealing with, say, 50 to 60% purity on, on methamphetamine. Today, we're dealing with 98% purity wow. and 100% purity. Wow. So just think of what's like that's the doing. Walter White blue stuff. Yeah, it is. Of Breaking right. Bad. Yeah. Now, what about fentanyl? How can you, if you see someone, how do you then say, I think they're on fentanyl? It's very interesting because we know so little about it at this time in, yeah. in, a, in a general uh, statement. But the fentanyl is typically mixed in with the methamphetamine or oh the heroin. My God. And so that's huh. what that that's where the, the cartels Whew. are making money. They can what we call cut the dope. They can put in less methamphetamine and put in a small, smaller amount of of, of fentanyl, yep. which gives a high. Unbelievable uh, high. Unbelievable high, yeah. but it's also very dangerous because that's not regulated. FDA doesn't work on those crimes. No, not exactly. down there. No. And so if it's a little bit oh, a little too much, it, it, it's well, does it's not like they pull it off the shelf. No, it just looked like what uh, uh, DEA put out this yes. on Monday. You know, over 40% of these pills are, are lethal. Huh. 40%. God. Chance of taking it. And you don't have to be a drug user or a drug addict. You just have to be a, a high school kid or a yeah. college kid, a young adult. Say, I'm going to go out and pop a pill tonight just for a high. Yep. And you're, you got over 40% chance of dying because you took that pill. A law enforcement officer told me that um, that someone that they they were treating with OD'd, the, the guy said, listen, I used fentanyl for a year. And I had no problem, but he got a batch. But in his mind, the fact that it could be lethal still wasn't a deterrent from not taking it. And what about someone who's using heroin, that's, which that's, used to be the needle, but now a lot of people can smoke oh, it, yeah. right? Oh, God, so, yeah. But how can you tell and say, wait a minute, I think this guy's Again, a lot of the, more, they don't have the nervous behavior okay. that the methamphetamine portrays, but... When you look at someone on heroin, they're they're very emaciated, typically. Yeah. You know, very uh, poor health. Yes. Uh, they they do get to that nervous stage and that paranoia stage because they're looking for the fix. They're jonesing, yeah. they right. call it. Yes. And so they're pretty easy to pick out too. Yeah. And they're more subdued, and if they're on it, right, it's kind of equaling them out. But right. Once they're coming down, they've got to get to that next high, Ooh. and that's when they become more dangerous as well. Sheriff, uh, again, folks, our guest is Sheriff Karen and Donahue. Uh, Sheriff of Canyon County, Idaho. Sheriff, what, what is the solution right now as far as with the border? I mean, it, it, this, even even President, former President Obama came out and said this is unsustainable for this to continue like this. Boy, I'll, I'll try to answer your question. The first, the first response that I give is that we've got to shut it down completely to yeah. try to, to take a gasp of air, to try to regroup. That's not going to happen because we don't have the we don't have the ability to shut it down entirely. But what we do need to do is slow slow the the, the hemorrhaging. We we are overrun. Uh, from a law enforcement perspective, from a medical perspective, from a criminal justice standpoint, because all this is inside of what we're trying to, to put up with, we we have to we have to get the uh, uh, administration to at least sit down and talk to us and say, look, uh, President Obama, former president, is correct. It's not sustainable, and this this fact that. Every one of these people coming across, they're paying a price to the cartels. Yeah. This is over $50 billion annually to these cartels, and they're not going to give up that money. They're very ruthless. They're very vicious. They're very uh, uh, determined. And really what we have to do, it's very difficult to say we can get in, get with Mexico and try to stop the cartels. That's been done in the past or tried to be done. It had no, no effect. We, but we have to physically stop the spillover and then regroup and then try to start negotiating with Mexico to try to address it on their side. And we're simply going to have to go help them. We, they no. can't do this on their own. No. Sheriff, do the cartels come into Idaho? Oh, yes. They God. do? They, they come into to, to your to your town. They, wow. There is a cartel operative in every city and every county and yeah. every state in the United States. I, I'm assuring you of this. This isn't just conjecture. No. A law enforcement person from Chicago told me, he said, you know, in the past... They'd maybe have a couple in town just to make sure everything was going smoothly. But since the border was open, he's like, it, it's it's frightening the the back and forth. Oh my gosh! It, yeah. It's that they travel as freely as an American citizen. More freely. More. They freely. more freely. They, yeah. they travel with impunity. Wow. And because of the corruptness on that border, they're able to do so. And not just the southern border. Look at the northern border. Yes. I mean, there's we're pulling. Uh, Customs and Border Protection pulling resources from the northern border to help the southern border. There's nobody at the, at the door. I mean, I've, I've been up there. I've, I've worked with the Canadian Mounties, the Royal Canadian Mounties Police and others. And I, I, I'm telling look, you are 
you are 10 years behind on this deal. These, these, this thing is happening right in front of you, and, and yep. it's really difficult. Now, do I also have this right? Was a member of your family involved? Can you touch on that? Yeah, uh, just this summer, actually. Uh, oh, a 22-year-old nephew of mine oh, was, goodness, was uh, killed I'm by sorry. an illegal, illegal oh. alien who was... Where did who this was, happen? Uh, I'm sorry? Where did this happen? Uh, Boise, Idaho. Wow. Yep, he was driving... My, my my nephew was in a, a work truck, an F three fifty truck, and and stopped at a at a stop or stoplight in a T intersection, and uh, the illegal alien was driving a semi tractor trailer. He was drunk. He was over seventy miles an hour at a T intersection. Never even slowed down and drove right through Holy him. Moly. And he had alcohol, blood alcohol level of, of over point two, and uh, no license, of course, oh, no nothing. My God, uh, working for a company out of Laredo, Texas. How? And and he's been. He, uh, deported before. Why is he here? And, you know, so we're now part of the Angel family and, you yeah. know, uh, and we're, of course, uh, proud in one way to be there, but sad in the other. Oh. But we'll do what we can to so that other families don't suffer the way my family has. Where were you when you got the call? I was in Reno, Nevada at the Western State Sheriff's Conference and I got in my car and took off and, uh, oh, my and you know, obviously I handled things for the family as yeah. a sheriff and, and I didn't let them. I went and cleaned the body and I'm the one that went and and that's hard because as a sheriff, I go see a lot of people, right? Yes. I, I see a lot of tragedy, but it's a little bit different when you have to go talk to your own family about it. And, and Tell us questions. about your nephew. He was a young man. He, he was, uh, uh, his father's a cattle buyer wow. out west. And so he grew up in that agricultural, his, his had, him and his dad, had, he had an, his own herd, starting his own herd. He had a, a good job with a really good company. And he was building that life. You know, he was, he'd, he'd had his own hurdles and as a young man, but he'd gotten past that. And uh, very strongly supported by his parents and, and really on the right track. Yes. Some people don't get on the right track. He was on the right track. And literally going to his job site uh, at 8.30 at night, turning up to, to go up north. And, uh, I mean, he was killed instantly, as you can imagine. But he never got a chance to, to have that life, and it was taken so needlessly. Why? And accidents happen every day, don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not saying it couldn't happen if this guy wasn't illegal. But the fact was he well, was the illegal. The fact he was. He was And illegal. had been so, deported. And had been deported. Didn't have to be here. Shouldn't have been no. here. No. And so that's aggravating. Sheriff Karen uh, Donahue, uh, Sheriff, Canyon County, Idaho. Before I let you go, what, what, what type of feedback do you get from... The people of the county, uh, very strong feedback. Yeah. Quite frankly, they they like the fact that their sheriff is out here. They like the fact their sheriff is out in Washington D.C. talking about the issues. I was on Fox News this on morning. Fox News How about this morning. that? And, uh, That's big in Idaho. That That's is big, big anywhere. It is, and and we're proud to be a part of it. I'm very yeah. I'm, I'm outspoken on these issues, and I'm not afraid to to go out and and, and address it. You know, in the last administration, we had a seat at the table. I've been yeah. to the White House with President Trump a wow. couple of times. And what was and that like? It was phenomenal. Yeah, quite frankly. Uh, is none of us are going to agree with everything the man did or said, but when he when you're in a room with him in the West Wing or the East Wing, yeah. and I was invited to both, he got uh, his ear. It was it yeah. we had his ear, and it he was. was sincere when he shook your hand, looked you in the eye. You 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 understood. He right. meant what he was saying. He did, and he was direct, and he was expected of things, and we we were expected of things as well. And we had common ground, and we were making a difference down there on the border, and we were making a difference with Mexico, and and we, it was giving law enforcement and the good people of America a chance to slow it down and say, how do we fix this? That's out the window. Yeah. And right now, we don't even have. We don't not only have not have a seat at the table. There is no table with right. this administration. We've asked for one. They put it away. They they will not let us sit they down. Folded so, the table. And, and so I think the well, I don't think I know the people of Idaho. The people of my county are proud that their sheriff gets out there and takes on the issues head on. And that's just how I'm built, right? I'm a cowboy from from an Irish family. What what, mm. what are you going to expect from anything else? What, what, tell me about though when you were in the Oval Office with President Trump. I, I was what a feeling. I was. Wow. The, the first the first trip uh, we had probably when uh, was that? That was uh, seventeen, seventeen or eighteen. Okay. No, let's see. I, was I it during I, this trip as well? The this broadcast? Or it, was the first the first trip? time was it was first, yeah. it was during this broadcast, and then so there were several shares that we were up there. We had a, a round table with uh, Vice President Pence. Yes. And then we got the call that the president wants to see you all. Wow. So we all went over to the East Wing, and uh, had a photograph uh, opportunity with him, and and he shake, shook everybody's hand and yeah. talked to everybody. Look at that. And then the next time, there's only about uh, probably about ten or twelve of us were invited for a special meeting on yes. border security. Okay. Wow. And I'm on the border security for the. National Share Association. Yep. And then, and same thing, we're in a roundtable discussion, and he says, no, I want you in the West Wing. Wow. And so we went over, and it was... 
awe-inspiring. Yeah. To be honest with you, yes. I mean, this is our capital. This Come is, on, this it is. is America. It is, and uh, to to be it's big time. It's as I, I big. Was, you know what? It's as big as it gets. It, it, was. it is as big as it it's gets. It's one of my most fond memories of my life. Yes, Not just being a sheriff. But no, to, to be able to stand in that that those hallowed yes. grounds, that building. Think of you in grammar school and the teacher I, talking about this is the White House. Can you and George Washington was there, and now fast forward. And there you I, are you, with the president of the United States. Incomprehensible. It is. To a young guy yes. like me. Oh when I was a young God. man. And yes. I'm from a very rural part of Idaho, a kid from a town of 500 people. How did that play back in Idaho? Oh, wow. my God. They went crazy. Of course they yeah, did. I didn't even get out of the White House until I had interviews set up. Look right at there. that. That is And it was, it's just the, the fact that the man took the time and, and wanted to know what we had to say. Yes. And yeah. was sincere about it. Yep. And, and said, what do you need? I'm going to try to get that done. And did get it done. Yes. Yeah. And made an effort, and you Boy, just that don't have a valuable have do ally that. to have. Yeah, I was. It's. I, I was so proud of being able to do that, and proud to, and honored that again the people, my citizens, yep. entrusted me to be their sheriff, and to go do things like that. Yeah. That's that's unbelievable, sheriff. Such a honor to speak oh. with you. You have a great staff too. I do. Boy, Thank what you. a day! You're on Fox <laughs> News this morning. Yeah. You're on with me now. You're making the rounds. So yeah. listen, keep up the good oh, work. Thank you so much. Keep doing your thing. And Cheryl. thank you for being here to, to listen to us. Oh yeah. So thank you. Mega Logistics. M E G A. Call them today. 401 431 2300. 401 431 2300. Mega Logistics. Everything you need to run your business efficiently. Whether you have freight, freight, goods, third-party brokerage, warehousing, transportation, custom freight, supply chain management, routing, or maybe it's bill auditing, customer developing, a proven track record with Fortune 500 companies, you can depend on MEGA Logistics. Call them today, 401-431-2300. You have enough Enough challenges trying to run your business. Let Mega Logistics help you do that. Call them today, 401-431-2300. Serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Again, if you have freight, freight, goods, warehousing, transportation, third-party brokerage, you can depend on Mega Logistics. Call them today, 401-431-2300. 401-431-2300 for Mega Logistics. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. September is Suicide Awareness Month. Joining us right now is Dr. Rob Harrison. And doctor, it is uh, so important to draw attention to September being uh, Suicide Awareness Month, Prevention Month, but especially so many people are intrigued by man therapy. Welcome to the program, Dr. Rob. Thank you. It's a, it's a pleasure to be with you, John. Dr. Rob, uh, touch on a little bit of what the month of September, uh, the, the main point. It's one of those topics It's maybe uncomfortable for people to talk about, but the awareness of talking about it, looking for signs, uh, intervening, people looking for help. There's certain ways they can just go online. It's, um, it's come a long way. Yeah, it has. Um, <clears throat> and there's really, it has to be kind of multi-pronged. Um, I, I kind of like to think of uh, suicide prevention as like a river. And when you're at the, at the thinking about killing yourself, that's what we call the waterfall. And so we have training to try to train people how to recognize people who may be at the waterfall who may be thinking about suicide and give them some tools about how to ask the question and how to help them persuade someone to let them get help. That training is called QPR. Um, all of our training is really a part of... Um, um, Healthy Bodies, Healthy Minds initiatives over the last, uh, oh gosh, five to ten years of, of trying to improve the mental health of our uh, Washington County. Um, another big part of that training is what we call upstream, which is a mental health first aid training. Um, and also uh, we have a federal grant called Zero Suicide, which uh, one of the main parts of that is uh, initiating screening in all of our medical facilities in the county screening for depression, and then those who are screening positive, trying to get them help. Again, that's part of the upstream effort, although sometimes it, it's at a crisis point also, as you can imagine. Um, so uh, it's uh, it all has to work together, and uh, the more we can do upstream, the better off we are. But sometimes, obviously, there are people who just show up at the waterfall 
and we have to be able to try to help them also. Folks, again, we're speaking with Dr. Rob Harrison. And Rob, I think people, here's the thing. People, it's as simple as going online. Whether people like it or not, there are many men, middle-aged men, that are finding a crisis in the life for different reasons. But they can go online now. And Dr. Rob, it's mantherapy.org. And I love the fact that it's 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 a 20-point head inspection. If you could talk a little bit about just anyone that's listening right now, whether you have it's your father or your husband or yourself or your grandfather, brother, uh, brother-in-law, anyone, mantherapy.org. Man therapy is a very important tool in our tool belt because the largest numbers of suicide nationally and also in locally in Rhode Island and in our county are middle-aged men, uh, 44 to 65 or so. Um, and that's also the group that's the most resistant to seeking help on their own. So uh, one of the things that man therapy does is this website reduces the stigma. You don't have to go to a physician's office or a psychiatrist's office or anything like that. You just go on the website and it, it, it's a very, very humorous approach to try to engage men uh, of this age. Uh, it's kind of the, the manly way a man would get therapy. Um, so they have very humorous uh, posters and, and slogans, and um, but also a number of uh, very helpful um, personal testimonials on video that you can watch, But it's in, as well as local resources and national resources for men. But it's just a, a really great way to engage men and we gave out some prescription pads to most of the doctors in washington county and the prescription pad says uh science tells us you can't uh fix your mental health by rubbing dirt on it so i want you to go to this website and take the 20-point head inspection and when they do that what it does is it helps them to figure out am i just stressed a little or am i really uh, seriously depressed or, or anxious that and i need to get uh, get some help um it's a, it's a great tool, and uh, we're really excited to be doing it. We uh, target different areas, different occupational uh, groups that tend to have higher suicide rates, uh, as well as veterans, of course. Um, so we're kind of early in the stages, but we're excited about it. There are a lot of billboards around the county uh, that are, very, again, very humorous. Like one says, you can't fix mental health with duct tape. Uh, so um, things that men would connect with, you know. Folks, again, I was speaking with Dr. Rob. And Dr. Rob, especially nowadays with everything that's going on, it's a difficult, challenging time for everyone with COVID, with uncertainty, uh, you know, people uh, out of their normal habits that they're seemingly, I think one of the reasons maybe there's an epidemic is many times, you know, the men are supposed to be the strong, silent type, you know, the cowboy, the Marlboro man, the going way back, the Gary Cooper, but they, they... they, they, it, it's an, an element of people feeling that there's no solution, but there's there's far better solutions and ways to reach out. And I think mantherapy.org is a, is a way to do it. Absolutely. And, and we know that in our county and in our state, there's a, a definite shortage of mental health providers. Uh, for example, the average person who gets seen in an emergency room right now and gets referred to a, a clinician uh, for mental health therapy uh, has to wait anywhere from three to five weeks to get seen. And so Man Therapy gives them a great alternative to go to the website right away and, and really check out what's going on with their with their mental health and also get some good help from it. So 